0: They say the best things in life are free, but that's not true. Go to patreon.com bmfcast and give us your goddamn money.
1: Welcome to the Bamcast Variety Hour. Hey, hey it's, it's the Bamcast Variety, variety hour. hour. Yeah, it's episode 38.
2: 30. Man, who would have dreamt? Can you believe it's been Not 38 us when we started doing this? Variety it's Hours. Goddamn ridiculous that it's I am that curious. high. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Did yeah. you number them zero, zero, 001 or yep. did you just do 01? Zero, one? Zero, zero, 001. So you planned for at least 100 of these. I, You never know. Yeah. You anyway names yes i'm chuck i'm mackie i'm bj there we
1: go <laughs> uh we are without harlow this week uh, he's got some personal stuff going on we will have him back shortly and yeah. uh looking forward to uh talking to him again but uh yeah this week so um mackie you've got a couple of actual variety hour things to talk about
2: yeah i mean we don't have a ton but we're just gonna talk some other shit after that yeah so hey, we're gonna talk um, shit <laughs> yeah well.
1: Classic FamCast fashion. As we do.
2: Yeah. But uh, I saw Minari, the uh, best picture nominated Minari.
1: Man, you were just checking off those best picture nominees. I
2: am. It's weird. I don't know how that's (laughs) happening. But I mean, I guess it's just like there are ones that are interesting me now. And it's also, hey, I can get these easily these days. As opposed to, you know, it was like, well, you don't live in New York and it'll be on video in April. So, you know, that sort of shit. So. Yeah. But yeah, um this is the story of a Korean family who has moved from California to Arkansas to start a farm. And it's set in 1983. And it is it is one of those stories that's enhanced by the fact that it's almost entirely about this Korean family. You know, there's a few you know, Arkansas people that they meet and, you know, interact with. But for the majority of the time you are with this, you know, this Korean family and seeing how they've, how they're experiencing the American dream, so to speak. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's one of those that it's really charming. Like the characters are super well drawn and goddamn, if the kid who plays David, he's like six years old or something, but he is like the cutest, fucking thing on Earth. Like, this kid is just, like, one of those, like, he just looks like this little angel and he just ha- he has great expressions and he's, like, and he's also... It helps that he's a really good actor as well. And um, it's... If you don't like subtitles, you may have some trouble with it because there is a lot of Korean spoken with subtitles mm-hmm. and then they'll suddenly switch into English mid-sentence and then jump back. So that gets a little... It messes with your head slightly. Sure, <laughs> but uh, But, no, I mean, it's just... It's a really it's just one of those super well-made movies that I didn't personally connect with as much as I was hoping to, but I also feel like I'm not entirely the target market. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, because I know a lot of, uh, of people of Asian descent who are like, yeah, man, that movie fucking gets me. And they're like, yeah. And I recognize this about my grandmother, you know, just all that sort of stuff. And it's like, awesome. You know, like I, I appreciate that that's there for you guys. You know, it's just, it kind of, I didn't quite have that connection with it. I, I will say I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it a lot more than Land. I think uh, I think this is a much better made movie. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, I, I guess in both those cases, I was left wanting a little bit more. And I feel like this one, I don't want to say cheats, but I don't know any other way to put it um, with kind of how it gets to where it's going at the very end where it's a logical sequence of events, but then what happens after those events kind of doesn't ring as true as I was thinking it would. So, you know, I I was a little mixed leaving it, but it was, again, it was one of those movies where like the journey was worth taking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do appreciate that Steven Yeun has been like, has emerged from not, from just being Glenn on Walking Dead for so long and that he's had all these varied parts and he's always really good in all of them. Yes. And that, you know, he's he's used the clout that Walking Dead gave him to be able to make movies like this, you know, and that's it's I really I appreciate that because, you know, that was one of the few likable characters that existed on Walking Dead by the time he was gone from it. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and it's and that's also kind of like once he was gone, that was the turning point of nobody giving a shit about The Walking Dead anymore, which kind of says something. So, I you know,
1: believe that was the last episode I watched. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I wouldn't doubt it.
1: I was I, like, I think, nope,
2: don't want I, this. I think it was that way for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I I'd recommend it for sure. Um, I okay. think we rented it on like Apple TV or one of those. You no. know, it, okay, <laughs> so it's
1: so it's not on a streaming services, but it's available. Yeah, yeah. Because I
2: mean, it just came out in like regular theaters, and it's like, nope, only one shot in me, so not quite there yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and even then, you know, even after the second one we'll see when I get to the theater. It might, it might be fast nine. We'll see. Cause that's mm-hmm. what June 25th, I think is when they've pushed it to.
1: It is late June. Yeah.
2: <sighs> that might be it. That might be the time, but we'll see, mm-hmm. you know, cause second shots in a couple weeks. And then I got a couple weeks after that. So yeah, yep. we'll see. Um, the other thing I watched a uh, friend of the show, Musum mentioned, uh, Miles Davis birth of the cool which was a BBC music documentary basically about the life of Miles Davis. You know, two hours of really well-edited stuff with a whole bunch of really good interviews with people that knew him and um, someone doing a Miles impersonation the whole time, reading like notes and, you know, journal entries that Miles gave, Mm -hmm. basically doing in his voice. So that kind of, you know, adds a nice flair to it. It's one of those that's just really well-made and it's, but it's also one of those that's like, you know it's it's for people who are huge fans of Miles Davis, and it's kind of like aside from being like, "All right, listen to some of this awesome shit that he made, and like this is like this is this is how much of a genius he was. I don't know if it's gonna really give you anything else, you know, and if you're already a mega fan, you probably knew most of this stuff, and I do appreciate that they didn't really shy away from how shitty a person he was at various points in his life. Because I mean, they interview uh, basically all everyone, every woman he was involved with at some point uh, is interviewed. Oh, wow. About it. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it doesn't paint a great picture of him, but it also, you know, you realize just how much of a genius the guy is and that, you know, geniuses, like true geniuses like that whose brains just function in a different way can't always relate to normal people in the same way, you know, there, there's like, there kind of runs like this narcissistic streak that Mm -hmm. comes with being a genius as well, where it's just like, you know, acknowledge my geniusness (laughs) sort of thing. But you know, it's just, it's incredible to think that here's this guy. And it's just like, his wife says, let's go watch some flamenco dancers when they're in Spain. And so they go and he's immediately like, Oh, Oh, I get it now. And, fucking make sketches of Spain, which is like one, an all time album, you know, just like just being like, all right, I watched this. That looks cool. Why don't I do my version of it? And then it's like, okay, you've did like, and damn bangs it out. <laughs> like, huh. you know, just, just like kind of blue is, you know, my favorite album of all time. Like just a, honestly, like an unquestionable classic masterpiece. And it was basically like two, three sessions and he got the, you know, he got a band together and he, he basically found the best people he could and then told them, you know what? Just play what feels right. Like, that's why you're here. You're that good. I know you can do whatever you want to do. So just go ahead and do it. And you know, then they <laughs> put together this thing that lasted for, you know, till today, it's still, you know, this, this top shelf album. And it's kind of, they, they speak about bitches brew in the same way, which I don't have the same feelings about. Cause I think, Bitches Brew kind of um, I don't get it still. I've tried a whole bunch of times and for so oh, much of Because it you're not just, a genius. Uh, yeah, well, and there's a point where Carlos Santana is just like, yeah, people that just don't get it, you know, if you just don't get it, man, you just don't get it and you're just dumb, you know, and it's like, okay, Carlos Santana, you made smooth with, with Rob Thomas. Why don't you take a seat on this one, motherfucker? <laughs> I don't need a lecture from you, Carlos Santana. But, um, but no, it's, you know, like, and they talk about how um, the he made the um, the soundtrack for Louis Maillet's Elevator to the Gallows, like basically in a night, watched the movie and just played with the movie and said, okay, this is how the scene is making me feel. And yeah, improvised an entire fucking movie soundtrack that is also like one of those indelible recordings. And it's like, yeah, he did it in a night. Like they started <laughs> around 11 and they were done by five in the morning. <laughs> And it's like, okay, yeah, I've scored your movie now. (laughs) You know, and it's just people like that are so prolific. Like it's like they have this stuff bottled inside of them and they have to keep pushing it out, which kind of when he has to keep reinventing himself, I think that's what drives him to a lot of the drug abuse and the other things that happened to him along with physical injuries that he incurred. Like he had to have his hip basically replaced and that fucked him up really bad. And you know, he basically just retreated into drugs and everything else and stopped playing the trumpet like at all for like five or six years and just like hmm. didn't even pick it up. And then people were like, uh, dude, you need to do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> you need to you, you need to shake yourself out of this shit because this is not going to work. Yeah. But um, yeah, apparently he never kept any of his old albums, didn't have copies of any of them. And I guess that's also the thing about being a genius is like they just keep moving on, and they're like, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, that shit's in the past. And and someone actually comments on that near the end when they're like, yeah, he played some uh, concert with Quincy Jones in like 1991, and they're like, yeah, when I saw him playing the old shit, I knew something was wrong with him, and then he <laughs> died like a month later, you know? Okay, <laughs> it's like huh. I knew I knew Miles was sick, but hmm. but yeah, it's just it's one of those things where like you just. You don't grasp the scope of how cool a motherfucker this guy was until you have all these people talking about how cool he was, and all the women, two, every one of them's just like, "Yeah, I met Miles." He's like, "Yeah, you," and they're like, and she's like, and that was it. And then Miles <laughs> and I together, were together for five years. I'm like, man, that must be the life, hmm. you know? Like, like uh, I want to say it was Mike Nichols was talking about how uh, Robert Redford, yeah, wanted to be in The Graduate, and he's like yeah, but we need a character who, like, you know, he has to grow out and he strikes out. And he's like, and Robert Robert, he didn't understand what I was talking about. (laughs) Because he genuinely didn't understand what he was talking about. Yeah. And there are some people like that. I mean, you know, like Miles is just, he's just such a striking figure visually anyway. And, you know, to have that force of personality is, you know, mixed with just how genius an artist he was and how good he was at, Getting people together to make the music with him, and you know, and understanding who worked and who didn't, and all that sort of stuff too, was, you know, really cool.
1: Where is this documentary available?
2: Oh, it's on like Netflix. That's okay. where I watched it, but I think it's everywhere, honestly. Okay, yeah, it's it's one of those that's just kind of shown up on all the streaming stuff. But yeah, that just that kind of sent me down a uh, listening to Miles Davis path. <laughs> Because, you know, like I said, I tried to get into Bitches Brew again, and it just doesn't work for me because it just sounds like noise. Mm-hmm. And I was a little disappointed in the documentary, too, because they didn't have anything about In a Silent Way, which I think is a really, really solid album, even if it's just two tracks. <laughs> but that's kind of the period he was in. It's like, all right, I'm going to make two twenty 20-minute songs, and that's your album. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both really fucking good, you know? So, hmm. yeah. But I've just, I've been listen to that a lot. Listen to things that, uh, listen to stuff that isn't, you know, no lyrics. Lyrics aren't doing it for me right now. Okay. So I need some miles. I need some John Coltrane. And I think that's uh, like, in thinking about Coltrane as well, Is it's like, he kind of is the one who carried that torch from kind of blue and kind of kept that style continuing, you know, for a few mm. more years, because it was like with miles because he was always just like, all right, I've done that. Now I need to do this. I need to do something else, you know? And it's, so it's kind of like, you're like, man, I really wish he had kind of stuck with that and done that, you know, like giving me like two or three more albums like that in that style. But he just kind of didn't, you know, he's like, I got to move on. So yeah, but it's, it's always interesting to follow the progression of an artist like that and just see where the hell they're going. And you know, Mm -hmm. and see how they were, how, how different artists inspire each other, you know, and John Coltrane, like, uh, I love Supreme is one of those. That's like, man, if you're not in the mood for that, you're going to hate it. But when I'm in the mood for that, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this is so good. (laughs) Like, it's just one of those. That's like almost overwhelming in how much I can like, you know, when I listen to it, it's like suddenly if I'm trying to do work, it's like, I'll suddenly realize, Oh shit. I've just been staring at my monitor for, like, five minutes, not doing anything, <laughs> just listening to this music. And it's like, uh, I should probably not do this at work, but... Hmm.
0: I only have two things to to really tack on to that discussion. One of them is, mm. when I die, please do not go interview all of my ex-girlfriends. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> what if they say you're a true genius?
0: Uh, they won't, but... <laughs> <laughs> If one okay. happens, if you do it anyway, and one happens to stop right there, because that's okay. the best you're going to get. Um, Based the entire documentary really around same. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, Kind of Blue is one of the few albums that I will put on specifically to sit there and do nothing but listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's. Most of the time, music is a while I'm doing something else thing for me, but I'll just sit there and listen to Kind of Blue. Just I can turn off all the lights or turn off the TV and just sit there silently, phone in my pocket, not doing anything, and...
2: Yeah, it becomes just almost a meditative thing.
0: Yeah, just let you that know. album wash over me. Uh extra super bonus points if it's raining. If it's raining, that's like Oh god. <laughs> that just puts yeah. me in in like the best mood. Um
2: Yeah. Well, have you listened to um to uh the soundtrack for Elevator to the Gallows? I have not. From before like that is basically, you know, they describe it in the documentary how him just showing up and playing was what inspired that. And it's like, you know, this black and white noir film. So it's kind of like you you see the seeds of kind of blue showing up when you listen to that one because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I see, I see where that happened and like how he kind of took that and then transported it over to making that next album. But yeah, that, that, that one's definitely worth listening to. The only difference is like, I feel that because of the improvisational nature, a lot of the tracks just suddenly like do a quick fade at the end. Cause they're like, Oh, the scene's over. So it's like, you know, like that, that whole like five second fade that some yeah. songs do. They do a lot of that is the only thing that's, you know, a bummer. Whereas, you know, every track on kind of blue ends <laughs> exactly where it needs to.
0: Right. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Well, yeah, that, that, is, that is one where it's just like, every time I hear it, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm listening to the entire thing.
0: Like, Oh yeah, for sure. You, you can't, know, I can't just listen to a track from kind of blue. That's that's, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorite albums though. Like I, I, I like playlists. I think playlists are great. I will always prefer just listening to an entire album front to back Mm -hmm. with no interruptions. Um, And I love albums that are like that where you, you know, where you can just go on a little, 45 to 70 minute journey, you know, Mm -hmm. and take in the whole thing without like, oh, I don't like this song all that much. Skip, skipping around. I did a thing on Twitter a few years, several years back where I was just like, hey, open up Amazon and find me an album. That's, that's like a $5 front uh, cover to cover banger, Mm -hmm. Um, which is like homework for my Twitter followers. I got some, I mean, I got some really good stuff out of that. Um, I think, uh, I think Mackie, you were my most frequent contributor, but um, <laughs> most likely. Uh, that's where the, and I'm totally blanking on the album name right now. But the Tribe Called Quest album, I can see it in my head.
2: It would either be Low End Theory or Midnight Marauders. Theory. Yeah,
0: it's Low End Theory. Um, yeah,
2: Midnight Marauders like. Yeah, Midnight Rodders is one of those where like there's a couple tracks that are like, Yeah, I can skip this. I yeah. can skip this. Whereas whereas low end theory is like, nope, I'm playing this entire damn thing. Right.
0: One of the the top ones for me, um, Paul Simon's Graceland. Mm. Just nothing but like that that album should honestly be just I know it's pretty well regarded, but that's one of the best albums of all time <laughs> for me. Mm. Um and uh, learning more and more about what went on with that album and like how it came to be. And it's basically like a super produced album that doesn't really sound like it until you're on your 30 or 40th listen through. But it was like one of those, like we're taking takes of everything. We're taking a whole bunch of ideas in pieces. And then we take that back to the editing, you know, back to the editing suite and, assemble an album from these parts. Um, but it somehow manages to be cover to cover amazing. And all of mm-hmm. the work from like lady Split, lady Smith, black Bombazo and all the rest of the South African artists that, uh, came in to do sessions with Paul Simon, uh, for that album, just kick the absolute dog shit out of it. It just, it's, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take any opportunity I can to talk about that album, but I'm going to stop myself right there. So we don't end up with the uh, BJ brambles about Paul Simon's Graceland for 20 <laughs> minutes hour instead of the BAMF variety hour.
2: I, I think that's a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want uh, just thinking about Graceland and kind of like the whole like world music, instrumental influenced stuff, uh, give a listen to Peter Gabriel's us. I want to say it came out in like ninety one or ninety two.
1: Because um, that has a notebook. very sim-
2: yeah, that has a very similar vibe. And that's one of those where like every song is really, really good. And he's also one of those lyricists that use metaphor really well. And it's one of those that it strikes me as a very religious album but it's not like in the case of like Christian Rock which is like i am as obvious as possible jesus you know that sort of shit <laughs> like it actually uses you know it, it uses metaphor and you can see the religious allegory that he that he brings forth in so many tracks in there but in a way that's actually not insulting to the audience because i think that's my yeah. problem with like with like Christian Rock is it's basically I, I, ca- I can't tell you if any of it's good, honestly, because all of it is basically like, listen, we've dumbed this down so you know this is about Jesus, all right? And, you know, and I don't care how good your instrumentation is, if those are lyrics you're going to put on top of it, I'm never going to fucking listen to it.
0: You can sucker me in with, with terrible lyrics. Like, I am, I am the world's worst lyric listener, mm-hmm. so, like... <laughs>
2: So if a Christian rock, like if the music's a banger, like if the beat's oh, just yeah. fucking kicking it, you'll be like, all right, yeah. Absolutely. And all sudden, like, like, words, words, blah, yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like the third or fourth time you cranking it up, you're like, hey, wait a minute. Hey. Yeah, that's why. that's Somebody why Somebody st- snuck Jesus in my song. <laughs> that's why
0: I liked P.O.D. back in the day. Um, yeah. oh, I, yeah. had, I had no idea what the music was about for the first, you know, uh, 30, probably 30 times I heard mm-hmm. a P.O.D. song. And then a friend of mine that I worked with, uh, we were church buddies because that's who I was back then. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, yo, do you like P.O.D.? And I was like, Cesar, you wouldn't like P.O.D. And he's like, no, they're a great band. I love them. I love their <laughs> lyrics. And I was like, ah, shit.
2: Did you give him the side eye? You're like, yeah. Oh, I know what yeah. you're doing.
0: I figured out that, yeah, they, somebody had snuck some Christian Christian music at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also liked a couple ska bands, you know, a couple Christian ska bands. Never heard a single lyric from any of them. It was all just like, <laughs> you know, horns and upstrum guitars.
2: Yep. <laughs> um, that just some dude playing the ska riff.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love the ska sorry riff. ska fans. Ska's all the fucking same. Don't try to tell me it isn't. <laughs>
0: I like the ska riff though, so I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh played a whole yeah, bunch Jen, of times.
2: Jen loves it. She gets so mad when I make fun of any of it. She's like, no. She's like, you like the urge, so shut up. And I'm like, yeah, because the urge <laughs> is fucking good. Just because they have horns in it, they don't play the ska riff all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um what's? oh, also live, uh the band live. Uh-huh. Like, I fucking love live. Their their lyrics are the dumbest the absolute <laughs> dumbest um
2: yeah most of it i i think white discussion is actually a one of their few well-written lyrically songs yes and that song is kind of a fucking banger too
0: it's yeah it is and it like it they're sneaking some woke ass lyrics into their yeah. music back in <laughs> back in 94 94 yeah yep so like <laughs> It's <laughs> like I almost said the president, uh, the former president would come out against live today if if they came out mm-hmm. with white discussion. He would be. Yeah, he would be whatever they call their version of canceling. Because, um, you yeah. know, the the authoritarian right doesn't cancel people. It's mm. only the um, yeah,
2: only the, the woke leftist mob.
0: Only only the woke leftist mob cancels people. The right just yeah cancels
1: Man. people boycotts them, I guess? Yeah, yeah. there's a difference between a boycott and a cancellation. We spent the last years canceling live events anyway, so I mean it kind of
2: happened. (laughs) (laughs) And and because you mentioned live and live events, literally the biggest regret of my life. Oh, My freshman year in college in our campus gym, which you know I went to college here in town. You know how small that gym is. Mm -hmm. Double bill of live and Weezer. Holy shit! I had a huge project due the next day. Jesus! So I I was sitting in the art studio, hearing the muffled sounds of those bands all night as I worked on a fucking art project that I had to have done for the morning.
0: Man, I'd have gotten so, an F in that class.
2: Yeah, for anyone young, go to the concert. You know what? Fail the class. Who cares? Or fail that exam. Whatever. Like, word. Yeah. 'Cause yeah, I, I, I've seen Weezer live since then, but it was at one of those, you know, like uh festivals where they only play for like forty five minutes and yeah. they didn't play only in dreams, so I was like, fuck all everything. Damn it.
0: Dude. I, I know
2: I still <laughs>
0: I remember I know. it <laughs> every time somebody says it, uh the Saint Pete Times Forum, I think is what it was called, or it might have been the Ice Palace back then.
2: Um I think I think it was the Ice Palace.
0: But- Weezer closed with only in dreams and I like
2: oh, God damn it.
0: The floor was general admission and it was hot as hell down there. I I managed to get, you know, maybe within fifteen people of the stage, so fairly close. Like mm-hmm. You know how they have the big the big W logo with the with the mm-hmm. light up or the light up big W logo. Yeah,
2: with the basically the Van Hill logo, but with the
0: W <laughs> Right. So <laughs> it was close enough that I could feel the heat from that thing when it lit up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought that the concert was over and I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. I'm so hot. Like I was, I was crushed. (laughs) Literally dying. (laughs) Yeah. I was crushed between my 95,000 closest friends. And I'm like, I I gotta, (laughs) uh, I gotta get away. So I started worming my way to like towards the exit. Um, so it was the floor of the floor of the, ice palace and you know, I made it to about where the seats started mm-hmm. and you know, all the lights and everything come back on all the stage lights and everything come back on. I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. And I turn around <laughs> and I had a, an actually better view of the stage from where I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I was elevated a little bit so I could see over the crowd and they started playing only in dreams. Um, and there came a point where like, they hit basically the crescendo of the song and they just showered like 50 um, confetti cannons go off. And so you have like this... Only in Dreams just paints a beautiful soundscape. And I was just like covered in the sound and covered in confetti. And it just... That's one of the only concert experiences that has literally moved me to tears. I was just standing mm-hmm. there, like one lone tear rolling down each <laughs> cheek.
2: Um, like someone had just littered on the side of the highway, <laughs> but it was laser no, like, littering your ears with awesomeness. I appreciate,
1: <laughs> I appreciate, <laughs> you appreciate the, the analogy, but you're not right. going there.
0: But it's not <laughs> like it. There was no sadness. It was just you know, it was just mm-hmm. pure joy. Um.
2: yeah yeah. And- I mean I really I I miss that about live shows especially you know now not being able to go to them is that it's not only like it's a communal experience it's like especially ones now um. you know like Weezer like Pearl Jam like bands where it's like okay people our age are going to these and that's it you know it's mm. not like somebody's like hey it would be cool to go to Pearl Jam but I don't really care about them you know it's like everyone there is like fucking locked in and there's right. something about like hearing all these songs that, you know, the other 15,000 people in that room all fucking love that is like unmatched. You know, you can't fake that.
0: Right. It's, it's, yeah. It's weird. We're in that zone of like, this is the music that we grew up in or, or grew up with. And, the casual music fans aren't really going to see these shows mm-hmm. so it's mostly the i don't want to say hardcore fans but mostly the mostly fans actual fans of the yeah. of the bands instead of fans of music in general so we're in that zone before it opens back up and it's aerosmith touring for the 498th time and concert mm-hmm. tickets are $280 for cheap seats and people are going just to say they went to an Aerosmith concert or whatever. Um, not that I just want to be totally and perfectly clear. You don't need any reason to go see any band. If you want to go see a band and you Mm -hmm. like it fucking great, do it. I encourage it. I cannot wait to do it again. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that like name five albums guy, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we're in that zone where, where the, Communal experience for the fans is is a little bit stronger, I think. Um, yeah, which is kind of cool, except for the fact that concerts are super expensive and dangerous right now. So,
2: yeah, they are. Yeah, that's the bummer part of all of it. But.
0: I just saw that Kesha has scheduled her first show since the pandemic and I'm very jealous that it's nowhere near here and there's no when, way I'll ever
2: when is it
0: Uh I think it's August maybe
2: really that's yeah. uh optimistic yeah I mean August is maybe
1: could be worse um, yeah
2: <laughs> yeah I, hey, I mean that
1: that it could go either way man August could be hey we're okay or August could be nope no one listened mm-hmm
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really a toss-up right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: August 28th. Not
2: bad. You know, it's also... Where's the it's, closest
0: venue? Uh, it's only one show, and it's in Ohio, so... Oh. There's no fucking chance I, I'm going to Ohio.
2: I thought... I was hoping you were going to say Australia, because they figured this shit out quick. They did, <laughs> Actually, yeah. New Zealand. New Zealand are the ones who are like... Yeah. Like, like, oh, is it Pandemic.
0: <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> pandemic. Pandemic. I was just showing my. Um, we
2: don't have one of those yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just showing my sticker to the webcam, like uh, like we're actually live streaming this. But yeah. I, I, I have my sticker. It. It's a good sticker, <laughs> Thanks, man. Chuck.
2: Yeah. So oh, yeah, you're official, right? You got you got both doses now. You just got to wait another week or two, and both
0: doses fully. Uh, this Sunday, actually, I will be yeah. fully bonded, as uh, our friend Breaky Wakey <laughs> in the in the Discord said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. It I had uh zero fun with the side effects from the second dose. It yeah,
1: was, it uh it hit you hard. It whipped my ass. So.
2: <laughs> I am not looking forward to that.
1: Um you, you may not it may not happen to you. It didn't happen to me, so Yeah. Yeah.
0: I so of the five people that went the same day that I did that I know, two of us had pretty similar symptoms for our second shot and three of us i'm sorry two of us had, had similar symptoms where like mine was uh fever chills nausea aches and pains massive fatigue and um yeah just general flu like symptoms mm-hmm. um so two of us had that two of us were just tired and one pretty much had nothing um mm-hmm.
2: So. God, I hope that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jen and I are going at the same time, so we'll see how Aww. things shake out. Man,
0: <laughs> I would almost say if you can, like stagger it by a couple days so that
1: yeah. one of
0: you can take care of the other. because you're all down both for gonna, the count. <laughs> if y'all both feel right. like shit, then okay. you're going to okay. be crawling to the door for uh, your Uber Eats because you don't have any energy.
2: Yeah, that sounds like me. I will be the one doing all of that. Oh, little puppy. The puppy has to go out? Okay, yes, no. I, will. I will.
1: Your, your dogs are going to eat you. I will army crawl down
2: at you. Yeah. You know, they, the little one would. The older one, she might think about it. She'll be doing like the uh, the Wesley Snipes hesitation thing. The young one's just like, "Nah, you're done, man. Goodbye.
1: Now, the, the, as soon as the old one sees the younger one doing it, that's all it's good. It's like, oh, all right, this is what we're doing now. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is what the kids do these days. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to eat my owner.
2: Yeah. But yeah. Hopefully, Jen will wake up long enough to shoo them off of my, my corpse. But we'll see.
1: <laughs> fingers crossed.
2: Yeah. Just, uh, if, just If we have any fingers left, if they're not eating. Right, oh, right. Yes. Just, <laughs> then uh, you're doomed.
0: <laughs> make sure to hydrate. And Mm. make sure to eat Um, because you will not feel like eating if if it kicks your ass. Um, But you need to eat anyway because your body is burning through a bunch of calories. Oh, so it's
2: a weight loss plan. uh, No, no, you
0: you won't lose any weight. You'll just feel like shit. Uh, It's just all the calories that you've eaten in the last, you know, 24 mm. hours will get consumed.
2: I'll just chug a body armor before I go there.
0: Yeah, (laughs) maybe not. I don't know what a body armor is, but
2: it's basically just Gatorade, but with like coconut water. Oh, okay. Try the they're, they're they're actually pretty good. Try a Muscle Milk. Yeah. No, I don't need protein.
0: You will, because your body's gonna, you know, heat up and be burning them proteins to death.
1: Mm. Yeah, mix like uh Muscle Milk and Pedialyte. It's Man, not have a bad you ever idea. You
2: drink Pedialyte.
1: Yes. It's not when I'm vile. sober.
2: Um, yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I love how they're trying to sell Pedialyte as, like, an adult. Like, hey, man, you got a hangover to have a Pedialyte. Like, they have commercials for this now where it's like, Pedialyte, not just for babies anymore. Drink it, an adult. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder if their sales, like, dropped or something, and they're just like, we need a new market for Pedialyte. <laughs> so it's like a power thirst. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a dude, like, he's, like, chugging it, and the daughter comes in. is like, hey, that's mine. And he's like, I'll buy you a pony. I need my Pedialyte. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you have not seen this commercial,
1: Chuck? I haven't seen a commercial in for God knows how long. I couldn't tell you. Uh, we watch see like TV. The, I I just see the three or four commercials that uh, Peacock plays over and over again. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I got Gen Discovery Plus, so we haven't seen a lot of commercials there. And it's funny, like, when you watch, like, HGTV or one of those, mm-hmm. like, on regular TV there are like violators galore throughout the entire show. Like they'll have a pop-up that is like literally <laughs> like a sixth of the screen. Like it's mm-hmm. a third into it and halfway up where it's like Guy Fieri, what wants you to check out guys, grocery games, you know? And it like, it'll linger there for like 20 seconds. And then it finally goes away. And it's like, you took up a sixth of the screen and there were subtitles that I didn't get to see because Guy Fieri was hawking over him. I appreciate the proper pronunciation. Yeah, put some respect like, on guy's name. You know, I I call people what they want to be called. Good. Yeah, but um, yeah, but then you watch Discovery Plus, and it's just like there's nothing on the screen except whatever the show is, and it's like, oh, this is how it is. Okay, and then there's no commercial, so every show is like 20 minutes long. Yeah. So Jen's like, I'm gonna watch Yard Crashers, and it's like 45 Yard Crashers episodes later, it's like, wow, they really crash those yards. <laughs> what is it? Just people descend on garage sales or something? No, it is Yard Crashers. Is they go, they go to like Lowe's or Ace or something, and they just go around. They go, hey man, what you do, what, what you buying? And then people are like, well, you know, I'm buying a toilet, and they're like, I can't help you. And then they'll be like, a guy will be like, yeah, we're <laughs> well, buying a tree. Right. We're buying like you know, we're buying weed killer because we have bamboo in our backyard. And he's like, oh, your backyard. Tell me about your backyard. And they go, yeah, it sucks. Our backyard's the worst. <laughs> and he'll be like, oh, well, how about if you take me home and I will build you a new backyard in two days? And they're like, hmm. all right. And then, you Does know. Does anybody say no to school. that? Yes. There are plenty of people who would say no. <laughs> Get away from me. I don't <laughs> well, want yeah, like to talk to you. A dude with a camera, a TV camera comes up. is like, hey, take me to your house. And they're like, no, I think that's a bad idea. No. (laughs) And no, instead that that people got a $20,000 backyard makeover. You know, but yeah, but they have to like do a lot of the work and, you know, recruit friends to come over and help and that sort of shit. But
1: yeah. Oh man, pizza party. Apparently there were like (laughs) 17
2: seasons worth of it. Holy shit. Yeah, I think Uh, COVID killed the yard crasher market because like, you know, they came up to people in the store and they're like, get away from me. Don't touch me. (laughs) Where's your mask? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. Man. But now if he doesn't wear a mask, we're like, hey, it's a true patriot. And then he's like, no, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> um, uh, it's so weird now. Yeah.
0: So I, I've been watching for, part, for some of my, I have to have noise on while I'm working. I've been watching some episodes of how it's made. And mm-hmm. those are, you know, that's another discovery thing, which is like. Yeah. They're like 28 minutes long, and it's so soothing Mm -hmm. to watch when you're not watching it on actual fucking television. Yep. Because you don't get interrupted, you don't get the fucking violators, you don't get interrupted by, you know, loud ads for Guy's grocery games or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, Guy Fieri is a saint, and we'll bear no slander uh, here, but still, the concept of (laughs) advertising in general is (laughs) heinous in this day and age. Yeah. And... It's super nice to watch to watch how it's made it's the later seasons though so it's you know you can tell they're running out of shit they're like we've already seen somebody needs to invent something so that we can go film how it's made um <laughs> so hurry up and invent something um have they done the hadron Collider yet no they have not that's they could do that, that. that's the how <laughs> everything is made um, exactly <laughs> that'll be the were we talking about it here where it was like the last thing that they should do is a how it's made of how it's made. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That would be, the I mean, best. that
1: makes perfect sense. It's...
0: Right. It'd be a good capper, but hopefully people are still inventing things to, to be manufactured. I feel like I know how, like I can look at anything in any given room and tell you generally how it was constructed because I've watched so much mm-hmm. how it's made. I'm practically <laughs> a manufacturing expert. Like, I've done more course hours. You just
2: hop on the extruder and go yeah, work.
0: absolutely. Um, like I've done so much coursework in manufacturing technology through all the 25 seasons of How It's Made I've watched. Mm-hmm. And Each season is like 30 episodes, so that's 30 minutes uh, times 25. Oh God! I've done uh-huh. at least at least an entire college year's worth of study on manufacturing <laughs> technology.
2: Oh, yeah. Man. You should just print out a,
1: a certificate.
2: Yeah, well, it's, put it on your wall. It's sad. I'm like that, though, but with signs. Because now, like, when I go in anywhere, I'm like, oh, they didn't use Promoter on that. That's why it's coming up. You know, like, I know everything that these people should have done. And I know yep. how many people are really bad at it. And how many oh, yeah. places, like, are just like, hey, I paid $100 five years ago. How come, like, I'm not paying another 100 to get my lettering fixed. It's like, no, dude, you should just pay the 100 bucks and get another one. Come on. Yeah, you're terrible. But Do
1: you yes. like tell the clerk this when you're in there? Like, uh, I saw your sign. Didn't use blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> that's why your letters are peeling. Like, yeah, all right. I, I I don't tell them. I did
2: have one of them ask me at one point, and. I was able to give a business card and be like, yeah, called. don't ask for me, though. I'm not going to talk to you. Someone asked you for
1: sign advice?
2: Yes, because I was wearing my uh, shirt. Oh, okay, all right. Because I, I, <laughs> I went there after work. And they're like, okay. oh, do you do this? And I'm like, yes, we do. And you need some help. I thought it was just the most perfect
1: rendezvous ever of just like, hi, may I take your... Do you know anything about signs? <laughs> Let
0: me tell Why, you Why,
1: yes. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: <laughs> shit like yeah. that happens every once in a while, though. People, like... It's never been with anything that I've had expertise on, but I've had like, you know, somebody's just absolutely fucking fed up with some shit at their job and they're like, man, do you know anything about deep fryers? Like, no, I I do not. Thank you uh, for for expecting me to know things about deep fryers. Uh, But no, but that shit happens like you could happen like have some random happenstance that Calls into your job expertise.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Every once in a while. I, unfortunately, mine is all the reverse of that. Cause, cause I work in a hospital and I have a badge that I usually wear, you know, it's on after work and stuff. And the question I always get is it's all bullshit, right? <laughs> you, you work there, you know, and it's like, ah, uh, no diseases are bullshit. Yeah, basically. But I mean, especially the last year, but oh, God. that my number one question in public is it's all bullshit, right? I'm like,
2: no, <laughs>
1: yeah. Matter of fact, let me tell you all the ways it's not bullshit because of my job. <laughs> Listen to this shit, like, yeah. like what the fuck, like, like oh, this guy knows he's gonna cl- he's gonna be my secret source when I get on Twitter and be like, hey, this guy works at the hospital. He told me the truth. Be,
2: you could be Hugh. Like, I could you, be yeah, because you could have just been like, all right, man, let me give you the scoop. You're not <laughs> supposed to know this. <laughs> But literally, the hospital is empty. There are all no known, no patients. None. July 4th, Nobody's will ever be sick. known. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see you're just moving the goalposts oh, again. Oh, yeah. man.
0: <laughs> man, Chuck, you had... I did, yeah. You have so many opportunities to use that power for, for good as well. You'd be like, yo, yeah, it's crazy. I know it's all bullshit, but if you don't wear your mask in public, then the bird <laughs> drones will see will be able to use I, facial recognition on you and, that's right. and steal your identity. There aren't
1: actual birds. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Birds aren't, hashtag birds aren't real. Um, look it up.
2: <laughs> look it up. Yeah, look it up. Yeah. That's all the I, argument I I've heard about I, I the need. science. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, like tell them to wear the face mask because the bird drones uh, from communist China will use facial recognition on them if they don't. It's true. And it will turn them into uh, soy boys
2: with their <laughs> with their oh, no. bird Man. rays. You're hitting all the keywords. <laughs> I'm trying.
1: I guess I just don't understand why the craziest people on the planet who would be terrified of facial recognition and my rights and blah, 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 aren't just like, hooray, a mask. Fuck you, the government. I'd, your webcams are not going to pick me out of a lineup. Yeah. It's like. They're like, nah. I get, you know, it was proven because they all marched into the Capitol with their dumb faces out, so <laughs> yeah, and their phones on. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's chips in the vaccine, but my, my my location tracker was on while I was farting it up in Nancy Pelosi's office.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the thing. It's never about any. I know any of that stuff.
1: It's just whatever the thing is. It's got it. We urgh, yeah. the opposite of that thing. So.
2: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Everything's stupid. It really is. <laughs> it is funny though, that it took me like I started doing cooking when the pandemic started. I was like, man, I need to cook more. And then like that tailed off so fast, but now I'm back on it. <laughs> Cause I'm like, man, I need to try some new recipes. I need to do some stuff. And then yeah. people weren't joking. Like, you know, the whole joke about like, I don't want to hear about your trip to Ireland, Kathy. I just want your potato recipe. You know, mm-hmm. like, It's so true. So tell me more about this Kathy Ireland recipe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. How can I make my own Kathy Ireland, please?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, it's amazing how many pages of bullshit every site is. And apparently it's all for like SEO type stuff somehow. I don't know how it works,
0: but. It's because being a food blogger was a thing. And Mm -hmm. to be a food blogger, you had to write about the food, not just put the recipes out there. Cause nobody would care if you just put the recipes out there. You had yeah. to talk about your, you know, your great grandnana's nana's uh, Sicilian cast iron
2: foot warmer
0: mm-hmm. from, you know,
2: <laughs> so it's just all detritus eight. that's been left since, you know, people yeah. stopped blogging. It's well, it, it's also a style. Like that's yeah.
0: just, that's yeah. how you do it. And that's how you get hits on your website. And even though everybody who actually wants to cook hates it. Yeah. That's what's expected. It sucks. It's the worst.
2: <laughs> it is, and somebody made a plugin. I, th- I want to say it was for Chrome that just got straight to the website. It was like it like got straight to the ingredients and the recipe. Yeah, and it was like able to just strip out all that stuff. And I'm like, man, that's a good Chrome plugin. I should yeah. look that up.
1: Finally, someone made yeah. something. <laughs> yeah,
0: I have a, a, a chopped chickpea salad recipe that, even though I have made it like a hundred times. Mm -hmm. I still always reference the recipe because there's one thing that I forget every time. Like, I never forget the olives, but I'll forget Mm -hmm. shallots or, you know, something small like that.
2: Yeah. And it has
0: one of those 800-word blog posts on top of it. And every time I look at it, I have to scroll all the way through the fucking thing. (laughs) But I have zero idea what the text of it says. Like, I almost have the, the recipe memorized... Mm-hmm. But I have no clue what the text of the rest of the blog post says.
2: That, that's the point I've reached. Like, I, I used to have to look up the shrimp taco one that I was using. Mm-hmm. But I finally, like, memorized how what my, what my amounts of cumin were and chili powder and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah. now I can do this from memory. And now I can start experimenting and still know that it's good. Yeah.
0: Doesn't that but, feel good when you know a recipe like... Oh, yeah. To the, ex- yeah. to the exact proportions in your head. And you're just like, yeah, tablespoon, yeah. quarter teaspoon. Da, da, mm-hmm. da, 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 da.
2: Yeah, this yeah. I nice. don't even yeah. I don't even measure it out anymore. <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. like one of those things, too. It's like it only uses a, a tablespoon of olive oil. And I'm always like, that's not enough. And then it's like every one of those damn shrimp is coated and there's still some <laughs> left at the end. I'm like, how, how is that yeah. enough? <laughs> it It never works out in my mind, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. The, the dressing for that chickpea salad is like it ends up being like a quarter cup of liquid because mm-hmm. you use like a little bit of lemon juice and um, lemon juice and some vinegar and uh, some olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but the amount of chopped vegetables that you end up with is um well, you have the same joseph joseph bowls that i have you still have your yeah. stainless steel set right it's oh, yeah. almost it's almost full and mm-hmm. that it uses only like a quarter cup of of dressing and i am totally flabbergasted every time that it coats the entire fucking mm-hmm. salad
2: yeah well we've uh we get we've started buying a slaw for the uh for our ta- our shrimp tacos it's like a fiesta lime stuff that they make, and the yeah. little packet inside is super small, and it's just like, yeah, this is like not enough, and then it's like, nope, this is plenty. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, yeah, and I actually i I can't remember. Is it who is it that hates coleslaw and who loves coleslaw? I, I love hate coleslaw. Coleslaw, okay. coleslaw can BJ go to hell. hell. Yes. Okay. I, I love. I,
0: I hate bad coleslaw though. Most coleslaw is bad coleslaw. I will give you that.
1: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: It yeah. is
2: pa- paper mache in a cup. <laughs> It's gross. There are some good coleslaws, so okay. I owe I Believe owe coleslaw you. an apology, my a, man, a apology if you will. Yeah, but, th- I'll allow it. Yeah. But yeah, like like it, it finishes off a taco really well. Let's put it that way. I, I still won't eat it. I've on I've been its told own. I finish off a taco really yeah, well there too. You <laughs>
0: go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, but all right do you seek out new recipes a lot or do you just kind of like stick with kind of your standards and
0: man not really not especially not lately um because mm-hmm. i'm still not going to the fucking grocery store because fuck all those weirdos um i went <laughs> so i was going camping a couple weeks ago and i didn't have everything i needed food wise um We were kind of all piling, you know, like contributing communally to this, Mm -hmm. you know, to our big Saturday night meal. And I didn't have everything I was going to bring. So I had to go to the grocery store. Didn't have time to uh, to Instacart it or whatever. And I went into the grocery store nearest me and it was it was about maybe half masked. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I was real uncomfortable for the 10 minutes I was in there. Yeah. Uh, so, i I have to prepare to to do something out of the ordinary that I don't have pantry ingredients for. So I haven't been going very far outside of my wheelhouse lately. Once things get back a little bit to normal, then I'll probably start doing stuff a little bit differently. But as for now, I kind of have been sticking with my with my standards. Um, yeah, and really not experimenting much. Like I perfected before the. Before pandemic, I perfected one of my favorite recipes, which is a cacio e pepe. I perfected. I mean, it's not the world's best cacio e pepe, but I got it to where I want it, to where I can make it Mm -hmm. consistently without, um, without trouble. So I was like, I've got a major accomplishment down there. And then during the pandemic, the only thing that I really wanted to get good at was, um, my cast iron grilled cheeses <laughs> and mm-hmm. I like accomplishing tech technique on things. Um, so like getting the, getting that grilled cheese and, uh, then eventually a cast iron burger, getting those down. I was like, I, I got two things that's, I'm good. I'm good <laughs> for now.
2: Yeah. I made those chorizo, uh, lean beef burgers. And, oh and I, yeah, and I still have some frozen and I still think I need to do something with that recipe because it's not quite where I want it to be, you know, mm-hmm. it, like I, there's something not like it should be better than it is. You know, when you, when you put it all together and you're like, man, this is going to kick some ass. And I'm like, it's good, but I feel like I'm, I, there's something I need to be doing to these to make them, you know, to make them over the top <laughs> and I can never figure out quite what it is like what if you, i if what, i should have used a fattier beef just to you know really just fatten that shit up or what
0: chorizo is so oily though you wouldn't yeah, think you need yeah that's been it. the
2: issue it's like like the spatula is just like orange afterwards oh yeah like yeah
0: shit what are you to- what are your burger toppings
2: uh i was using munster cheese um dill pickle slices or dill pickle chips i should say mm-hmm. and then just like a, a ketchup and a dijon mustard on it which is my normal burger topping.
0: Okay. All right. So the chorizo
2: got to think about this, huh? Yeah, well
0: cuz the chorizo like you're 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 veering into Mexican, right? Yeah. So you might need some uh Oaxaca cheese. Mhm. The the white cheese. Yeah. Um yeah. you might do like hang on, it's coming to me. Oaxaca cheese, some some mexican crema mixed with um mixed with a little bit of chili powder cuz you don't want to just put chili powder straight up on your almost like turn it into a street corn burger like mm-hmm. I'm not saying put corn on there but the the white cheese paprika uh mexican crema or table cream and parsley
1: mm-hmm.
0: and on like a toasted onion bun or something that might that might be your jam or you might try with your next batch just putting um chili powder into the burger, into your burger yeah. mix. That might take it up a, a little notch.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking I should try I should maybe use I make like a uh like a chili lime garlic aioli that I yeah. use on my shrimp tacos and that mm-hmm. may work on those burgers. Yeah. That that, might. that may that may bring more of the chorizo out. Mm-hmm. I'll have to give that a shot.
0: Oh, there's one other thing that was in my head before you started talking, and I started taking a drink
2: <laughs> before I interrupted you. Is what you're no, 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 no,
0: no. <laughs> it was just coming to me as you started talking.
2: Oh, Okay, um, sorry. No, it's okay. Chuck is intensely waiting. <laughs> like I can see his face. Yeah, I know. It's, it's <laughs> there's the determination. He's trying to will it into your head. Trying to push it into you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I think I'll it might have had something to anyway.
0: do with with lime, like because that yeah. might. That might spice it up. I think that uh, chili, lime, garlic aioli, AKA fancy mm. mayonnaise, um, mm. that might
1: do it. That might yeah. kick it up a notch. Yeah. Yeah. And taking it back to Guy Fieri. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take it straight to Flavor Town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, I posted uh, that scallop recipe in the uh, Discord in the food channel. Yeah. My mother in law made it and was like, thank you for sending me this recipe. I was like, oh yeah. Because like, <laughs> my wife's parents, they're like hardcore chefs. Like they love to cook stuff. Like they're huge into it. So I was like, all right, I got to tell you, <laughs> do your butter last or it's going to congeal too quickly on you. And make sure you got your breading already mixed before you do that so that you're ready to just go right then. And yeah, that, that's that's one thing I love about like the second time you make a recipe that you liked. Cause like the first time there's always like, man, this got fucked up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like the second time you can go, okay, this is how I fix this, which is why the, the I guess why those, uh, why those chorizo burgers frustrated me. Cause I was like, these should be better. <laughs> why, why are they not better than what they are right now?
0: <laughs> uh, also when in doubt, add a little bit more salt. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That like recipe expertise thing with the um, with the cacio e pepe, is a mm-hmm. huge thing. Like figuring out every time what what I could do to make it better because I was so
2: describe this dish to me because I don't entirely know what it is.
0: Um, it is the almost the simplest like pasta dish that you could you could make. Um, mm-hmm. but it's it's difficult to get the sauce right because the sauce is pretty much just cheese and pasta water. Mm-hmm. So, cacio e pepe is cheese and pepper, pretty okay. much. Um, and what you do is you use the pasta water as an emulsifier with the melting cheese to turn that into a sauce. And you're basically mm-hmm. tossing. The, the technique portion of it is knowing how much pasta water to use and getting it tossed the right way, to aerate the mixture, emulsify the mixture and, um, get it, you know, to that nice, glossy, saucy mm-hmm. sort of stage. Um, also knowing like a couple tricks to get your, to get you really starchy pasta water because the starch is what mm-hmm. acts as the emulsifier. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I used a, an adapted recipe from an adapted recipe. Oh, well, it was like adapted from the original recipe. And then I adapted it to work with the stuff that I have in my kitchen. And basically, instead of cooking in a huge pot of water, I cook my pasta in a frying pan, in a kind of high-walled frying pan. Mm-hmm. So you're using as little water as you as you can to um, to cook the pasta, so that you get a really high concentration of starch in your water. Um, so really, you boil the pasta boil the pasta in the, um, in the pan and then throw the cheese in there Mm -hmm. and then toss it. That's the simple way to describe it. Um, but, uh, and then add your pepper, but it's, you know, it's a little bit more difficult to like, you got to make sure that you're You've got enough water, or and you don't have too much water, and you've got enough cheese, and you don't have too much cheese, and you have enough cheese that if you need to add cheese, you have some left over. And then so just, it
2: sounds like it's going to end up looking almost like an Alfredo. When yes, it's
0: done. yes, it okay. looks it looks more like a um, pasta al burro or whatever they call it. Um I can't roll my R's, so there's pretend there's a, a, a rolled R in there, but like mm-hmm. the what. Alfredo was developed from, uh, it's the pasta alboro. Um, Mm -hmm. so it looks a little bit more like that, but with, with pepper. So it, it's kind of a whitish sauce, but really it's, it's not supposed to be that heavy of a sauce, just, um, just a good coating of it on the Mm -hmm. pasta with a, uh, with a bunch of pepper. It's a very Mm -hmm. simple dish. Like, um, it just takes a lot of effort to get it right and getting it right more and more and more times, the more I made it, was a was a really good feeling. Like the first time I had a plate of pasta that I felt like I could show off was just mm-hmm. a huge deal. Um yeah. also pro tip, just use start with whole black peppercorns. Uh get yourself a mortar and pestle, all you folks out mm-hmm. there. I don't you don't have to get a big one. You can get a big one. They're awesome to have um but toast your peppercorns first. Just like just long enough in the pan to get them hot and get your kitchen Mm -hmm. fragrant with pepper and then pour them into the mortar and pestle and crush them up from there. Just really opens up the flavor. And that goes for like any dish where pepper is a featured ingredient. Toast your peppercorns and crush them by hand in the mortar and pestle. Chef's kiss. I like it. beautiful.
2: Yeah, I got to say that's like another thing I didn't think I was mi- I would miss as much as I have during the whole pandemic. But like just cooking for people, like having people over and just making them something really fucking good. Yeah. Like I miss that a lot. You yeah. Know? Like, like Walt and his wife were over one night and we made like chicken wings. And his wife was just like, these might be the best wings I've ever had. And I was like, hell yeah, they were.
0: <laughs> you get that sense of pride and accomplishment. It's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um even just like I I really loved um cooking my, for my girlfriend when that was a thing. Um mm.
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry just I love the way you <laughs> no. phrased that. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, when that was in existence, I yeah. guess.
0: I was trying to think of the funniest way I could say it. Um <laughs> that didn't also sound super sad. Yeah. But um but no, I just really enjoyed that cuz like you know, you just stay out of the kitchen. I got this. And mm-hmm. I'll be over here doing my thing. And you, you know.
2: Yeah. See, the play danger with your phone or whatever. of that. The danger of being too good at it is like, honestly, I think I cook like 95% of the time now. Yeah. <laughs> and Jen is actually like a really good cook. She's horrible at baking. Like, I, I had baking down a long time ago, but she's like not good at like following exact measurements and directions. And baking is very much you have to do this and you can't like just toss it in the oven while it heats up. It's like, no, the oven has to be to temperature before you put it right, in, you know, right. and all that. <clears throat> like with her, it's just like, she's very improvisational the way she cooks and she's like yeah. really good. And so like, I've kind of robbed myself of that by basically cooking all the time. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you can like, you know, it can backfire on you too much.
0: Yeah. Um. But it's still enjoyable. Like, I feel like there's a little bit of magic to it. Like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'll I'm making noise in the kitchen for 45 minutes and then I bring out, you know, bring out two plates of food. Here you go. Let's Mm -hmm. eat. Like that feels like a, I don't get to see my own self doing it from, you know, from, from the outside, but it feels sort of like, um, feels a little bit like a magic trick like mm-hmm. my my view of how it looks, um, and I'm probably like giving myself way too much credit here, but like the way I imagine it looks from somebody else's perspective is like me yeah. making noise and noise and smells in the kitchen, and then poof, here's food it feels it feels cool to be that like to be able to do that, just present a meal mm-hmm. like congratulations, yeah. you did nothing to. You did nothing to earn this except for be yourself. And here it is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm I'm already looking forward to moving because we will have a bigger kitchen no matter where we move to. <laughs> it's like, I know we, and I can get like an actual mixer and that sort of shit that like is the stuff I want to get. Because yeah. now it's like, you know, and get a new set of pots and pans because ours is just wrecked. <laughs> you know, we've cooked so much in them. That you know, like I can I can tell the Teflons coming out of the bottom of some of them, and it's like, that's probably not healthy, but I don't care because I don't want to buy new pans (laughs) right now.
0: Yeah. You might want to throw those away at some point soon, but
2: Yeah, I know. I don't even have a cast iron. I I need a cast iron
0: because Dude. Get yourself You don't even have to get a good one. You don't have to like There are a bunch of cast iron queens out there who are like, oh, well, the lodge stuff made after 1937 is so much worse than the lodge (laughs) stuff made before 1918 Um, or whatever. And there there's all these like like Griswold is a is one of those like. Super expensive if you buy it on the secondhand market from somebody who, quote unquote, knows what they have. Like, don't bother with that. Just buy yourself a fucking lodge pan from from mm-hmm. Walmart or whatever. Um, or from your local kitchen supply store, if you have one. Mm-hmm. Um, shop local. If you can. <laughs> no, no, don't buy stuff from Sir <laughs> Nobody makes enough money for that. Um, this is true. <laughs> or William sonoma mm-hmm. Unless you have a gift card. But. Yeah, just buy just buy a cast iron pan and season the shit out of it. And it's going to be just Mm -hmm. as good as any other cast iron pan out there as long as it's, you know, as as long as it's cast iron and Mm
2: -hmm.
0: learn, like make all your mistakes on a cheap one. And then you can go find a nice cast iron if you want. Mm
2: hmm. Yeah, that just makes me think, like talking about the cast irons and how it had to be a specific one. It reminds me of a show I used to love called Going Deep with David Reese, where he would like decide to go really intense on one tiny thing, like the best way to tie your shoelaces. And he would have a whole half hour show where he'd like find out about the history of shoelaces and then, you know, like interview like the world shoelace tying champion you know shit like that and then you'd yeah. be like all right this is the perfect way to tie your shoelace and he had one about the perfect way to make toast and he had like and he found the perfect toaster according to people that care about toast was like this model from like 1958 that like never breaks and oh and like and gives perfect toast and i was is like is it Man. the
0: Sunbeam that with the slow rise out of the top
2: I don't remember anymore okay. but I remember looking it up on eBay and they were all like seven hundred dollars yeah <laughs> and I was like god damn it I kind of want that toaster though but then I looked at the cord and I'm like that cord would burn my house down but I still kind of want that toaster
0: you can replace the cord it's fine um, I love deep dives on, on I silly you were about stuff to say you like can that.
2: replace the house
0: <laughs> I mean that too uh, as long as you save the toaster <laughs> um, there's a There are a couple things I'm going to plug here real quick. There's a um, a YouTube channel called Technology Connections. um, And that guy does deep dives on stuff like that. Um, And he actually has a there's a Sunbeam. I think it's a Sunbeam toaster that is really, really neat in the way it works. Um, And it also like when it's done, as opposed to like popping your toast up and scaring the cat. It just slowly lifts your toast up mm. out of the toaster. It's, so it's, it's
2: like a soft close, but it's a soft open toaster.
0: Right. It is. It's 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 really neat. Um So there's that. That channel is technology connections. And the guy is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um he's a little bit campy, it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um most of it is just like straight to camera, but um all of his all of his information is well thought out and well scripted so it's not like yeah. you know some jackass was with, with a noisy microphone in his garage um and also like every subreddit out there for a specific type of thing all you need to do is spend 10 minutes on any random subreddit about any random thing and you will find that crazy niche deep dive on stuff it's dude like Reddit is usually a, is overall an abomination.
2: Yeah, but a wretched hive of scum and villainy.
0: Yeah, but those specific things like the flashlights community, those folks get way nerdy about that shit, <laughs> and they're the hive mind actually works in your favor because they will they will find and focus on like the the sort of middle of the road best product, like the best bang for your buck. Um, version of whatever it is, if it's flashlights, if it's bicycles, you'll see those things pop up in all the. Just don't go to the in, or like in a a majority of the posts. Just don't go to like mechanical keyboards because they all want you to spend eight hundred dollars on a keyboard and you shouldn't do that. Yeah, but yeah, <clears throat> if you're ever curious about doing a deep dive on something in a hurry, go find a subreddit for it. It's it's crazy. I've I've learned way too much about way too many things by randomly clicking around through Reddit.
2: Yeah, I I think it must have been off of Twitter, but somebody pointed me to one. And I want to say it was a subreddit where it was basically people making up fake hitman mission briefings for like (laughs) famous things. Because if you ever watched it, like the British lady that does them, they're -hmm. like really good, but they're very like formulaic. But, like, they had yeah. one for, like, uh Hitman, like, taking out Willy Wonka. <laughs> and, and it was just... It was so good. And there was also, like, a Gus Fring one. Um, and, I, God, where is it? Like, actually... <laughs> yeah, the... Yeah, the Willy Wonka one was really good. And then people in the comments were like, I can even see the mission, like, when he walks out onto the stage. And she goes, that is Willy Wonka, you know, because like that whenever <laughs> whenever you, you highlight yeah. the target, eventually like, and they show up, she's going to say, that is whatever. And yeah, I just, as a huge fan of that game, it's fun to read like stupid things that people have written because enough of us have played enough of those missions to know how formulaic those intros are and to get that voice down for all the writing for it. But yeah, Reddit. It's amazing how there's like something for goddamn everything on Reddit. I don't know how that happened either. Like, uh, it's. I mean, we made a subreddit a long time ago, and then we we're like, ah, this is too much work, and we left. <laughs> it was like there weren't yeah. enough people here anyway. Because, and then we ended up on the Discord where it's way easier to police all of it. So,
0: yeah, um,
2: because I seem to remember a, like making uh, a header just for Reddit and just some other shit. Yeah, and then, you know, eventually that moved over to the YouTube banner, but.
0: A lesson I've learned: a subreddit isn't a thing you should make for your for your own thing. You should just, if somebody wants to do it, let them do it and let them mm-hmm. let them run all the things. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
2: Like once it's on Reddit, you have no control over it, really. So don't even try.
0: Well, making a subreddit for your own thing is it's weird because. The general ethos for subreddits is that's for people who are fans of things to 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 Mm -hmm. run like usually the person or you know show or whatever game that something is about you might make an appearance there every once in a while but Mm you you're not running the show so yeah don't make a don't make your own subreddit for your own thing unless it's a Unless it's an edge case. Um, yeah. And I don't know what all those edge cases are, but mm-hmm. um, basically people just like decide to make a subreddit about something and then some people will bandwagon on. Um, and if it's, especially if it's popular enough, it'll just, it'll just grow like mm-hmm. any big video games. Those just sort of spawn yeah. out of thin air. Um, the weirdest thing is seeing subreddits being born from the comments of on another subreddit like mm-hmm. something will something will get a discussion chain going and somebody will like be like oh there should be a sub about that and the next comment will be here you go with a with a, a link to a brand new subreddit and then it just you know takes on a life of its own and turns into a uh turns into a weird little community it's it's mm-hmm. very odd reddit is just so so strange yeah i love it I, but I think it is we just so strange
2: Way back when, where we used to have so many jokes about, like, Reddit, and we're just like, "Yeah, no, all those neckbeards need to just go away. <laughs> and now we're like, man, actually, Reddit's pretty cool. There's a lot of cool stuff there. I didn't realize it.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's still a shitload of neckbeards on Reddit, but also oh yeah, Reddit is trying to make money and be an actual company these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've cracked down on a lot of things. Not enough, but they're getting there.
2: It seems um, odd that, like since Gamergate Reddit has gotten better <laughs> Yeah, where it's like, it feels like Gamergate wrecked all other social media, but like Reddit is actually probably a better place than it was pre Gamergate.
0: That's because of the monetization, yeah. like trying to monetize, so trying to make money from Reddit has been happening since around that time or like trying to make it a, 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 a company like a viable company.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, And like, they've got a board of directors and everything. So they've had to clean it up because otherwise, you know, they're, they're trying to court big advertisers like Mm AT&T advertises on Reddit and you definitely don't want certain things on your website. You don't want a
2: bunch of hate speech floating around. Exactly. So,
0: uh, I mean,
2: in general you don't, but (laughs) some sites it was not taken care of.
0: Right. But yeah, especially if you're trying to court, you know, huge advertisers. Um, Yeah. So that's one instance of, and I know some Redditors will say like that Reddit has been ruined by that. But this is an instance of advertising actually being good for a platform. Um, Yeah. Weird. Reddit still has a fair, pretty much mostly laissez-faire view Mm -hmm. towards what goes on on their site. With the exception of like some hate speech, not all, but some mm-hmm. hate speech and toning down the overall misogyny of the, the of the site in general. Yeah. Which is good. There are ladies on Reddit. It's the ladies on Reddit still get harassed uh, way more than they should,
2: but not as much. <laughs> Progress. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I, I like our little Discord. It seems to have become a it seems like it's a somewhat normal place where even if if someone posts some dumb shit, it doesn't take us to call them out on it, generally speaking. Yeah. You know? And and the and the really bad shit I only seem to get in like direct messages and then that person like deletes their account or whatever. It's like, all right, cool, whatever, man. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, I guess. <laughs> That, that, right. Those are the ones I'll never figure out where it's just like a drive by. Hey, fuck you. It's like, Oh, well, Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. I haven't gotten any.
2: Really? I, I don't know why messages. they picked me then. I, I, I don't get it. I don't know. Cause it's happened like two or three times. Like one guy, like just sent a whole bunch of like anti-mask memes at me and I'm like, okay, really cool. Yeah. And then, the, and then like, and I looked and I'm like, well, they're not on our, you know, our, uh, our Discord server, they're not on our server, they're not on any of the servers that I'm usually on. Did they just get booted off the thing? I you know, I don't even know. Weird. Yeah. But I just block them and move on. It's like it's yeah. not even worth the response. Yeah. Sometimes I just write okay, but I just didn't even feel like doing <laughs> yeah. that.
0: Yeah, we've got a, a good community over on the over on the Discord. I like it. Um we have a weird I'm not going to say Australian problem, um, <laughs> but,
2: but we have more Australians than we realized.
0: Yeah, we have. <laughs> and they're on a different schedule. Exactly. We have like five active Australians. And so they all talk to each other in the middle of the night um, <laughs> from their little upside downy computers. Um, and, and it's just strange because it seemed like like we had. The bad opinion have her was was Australian. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: But it seemed like we had like maybe one Australian and then all of a sudden two or three more popped up Mm -hmm. within like a couple months of each other. So we had this weird normal ones now. Yeah. You know, like. Well, I wouldn't say any of the Australian is normal, but. It's true. It's because all the blood's in their head because they're upside down
2: uh okay yes yeah I don't even remember like why the bad opinion haver eventually left like I I just don't recall what it was it was probably something I said to them <laughs> to be totally honest but I don't recall anymore but oh I think yeah. we might
0: have deleted some stuff
2: Yeah, it was probably some something like that Typical and there was message, like message board drama type thing yeah so.
0: yeah there's like some sort of free speech thing oh. um Eh, Yeah, it's
2: our server. (laughs) It is our server,
0: and we will tie you kangaroo down, boy. Um, (laughs) Lad, I guess. We've got the Um, money,
2: and we're not giving it back. (laughs) Right. Right.
0: Um, I mean, it is is a dictatorship there, but we we kind of try to operate as hands-off as possible until somebody makes us, you know, duck in and tap the sign. Mm -hmm. and um and also like uh if you're if you're a listener out there and there is something happening in the discord that you are uncomfortable with or um or whatever if you ever have a problem please don't hesitate to reach out to one of us via direct message Mackie's probably already had his fair share of people yelling at him but um I I get
2: the most I don't know why (laughs) I don't I, I don't know why I get the trolls but whatever
0: But I'm, you know, I've always got my notifications on. So, uh, if, if you want to reach out to me, please feel free. Uh, let us know if you, if you ever don't feel safe or comfortable or if somebody's not like if somebody's acting a fool or being, you know, being disrespectful or whatever, please let me know. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we've had a problem with it, but, um, if you see something that we don't address, that you feel needs to be addressed, please feel free to reach out to me. Mm -hmm. I don't want, you know, I, I, I definitely want that community to be for, for all of us and be inclusive and respectful and fun. And I think it is, but shit, man, I'm a, I'm a cis white dude. Unfortunately, because of my upbringing, as, as, as aware as I try to be, I, I might miss some things, so please feel free to uh, to reach out yeah. and let me know.
2: It was all that listening to POD and your impressionable youth that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> fucked, fucked up your perception. Yep, but There it is. But yeah, uh, if they want to get on the Discord server, where should they email us to oh, get they an should invite?
0: Email us uh, bmf at com. That is our email address. Or if you just want to send us random shit, that's, that's fine too. Uh, send us an email. We'd like hearing from you guys really do um and we could read your email on the air or we could mm. not if you prefer us not to <laughs> whatever
2: you want it's happened yeah
0: um yeah
2: people usually say that in the subject line they're like don't read this on air but yeah like, okay cool or and they say, say it somewhere as, d- as
0: we read <laughs> or they say it somewhere down at the bottom and we're 90 percent of the way through reading it yes um, as, I,
2: as i'm finishing it up on the live stream right <laughs> yeah
0: But, uh, but yeah, so (laughs) email us if you would like to, um, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to, uh, if you're driving a truck through Nebraska or riding a train, um, and don't have time to write an email or can't take your hands off of the train break dead man's switch, uh, give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105 jocks BMF or 9105569263. Uh, leave us a little message, uh, with Garfield and, uh. And we could play that on the air, too, or not, as is your wish, whichever. Yeah, it's up to you. If you just want to check out the website, it's bmfcast.com. We have fixed the player in the individual episode uh, pages, so that is great. Um, We are working on making our website Y2K compliant, uh, so please stand by. (laughs)
2: Yes, we have that little, that little animated picture of the uh, under construction a, guy. Exactly, just
0: just digging forever. Yeah,
2: if you keep scrolling down, you'll get to the web counter. See how many visitors <laughs> right. we've had.
0: Try
1: uh, take a
0: trip around the the bad movie web ring.
1: Yes, yes. please sign our guest book and. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what I should do. And, like and I'm, log into I've... our
2: trade wars. Yes. yes
0: trade wars <laughs> trade wars might happen I'm I might figure out how to run that thing on a do it on a uh, server somewhere because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not letting you guys tell that into my home server I don't trust any of you any of you people that's um, probably a good uh,
1: idea. come on
0: maybe I can maybe I can there's probably a raspberry Pi trade wars thing that I can hide behind a couple layers of sure fancy obfuscation of some sort do I don't it. know I'll, read Fine, up on it that. so that we can play Whatever. trade wars together yes yay um,
2: my character Mr. Fister will return <laughs> <laughs> gross
0: <laughs> but yeah um, also check out our patreon uh, patreon.com slash bmfcast uh, there's a whole bunch of cool ass bonus content there it price of entry is one dollar and you get a bunch of shit a couple dollars more you get a whole bunch of other shit so um,
1: yeah more money more shit
2: exactly the circle of life
1: yes yes well let's get out of here shall we okay i'm chuck i'm Mackie. i'm bj and this is variety
0: hour away okay last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer